This is KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition. Good morning, it's fair in 63 at the KVOM studios. Today is Tuesday, the 29th of August, 2023. Rich Moller's with your KVOM Morning News Watch. And we'll see sunny skies today, a high of 91. Overnight, clear, down to 65. Wednesday, sunny and 90. Wednesday night, slow 62. Thursday, sunshine and 86. Friday, sunny with a high of 89. We'll start to warm back up again over the Labor Day weekend. Saturday, 92. Sunday, 91. And for Monday, Labor Day, we'll have sunshine and a high in the mid-90s. Outside now, fair and 63 at the KVOM studios. Let's send out congratulations this morning to our KVOM employee of the day. It's Carol Hart at Hearts and Flowers. Obituaries this morning, Richard V. DeSalvo, age 97 of Center Ridge, died on Sunday, August 27th. He was a veteran of the United States Army, 82nd Airborne Division, and 325th Glider Infantry Division, serving in World War II and the Korean War. He served in the European Theater during World War II as the Aimer lead man on a mortar team and attained the rank of sergeant. After the war ended, he was sent to New York City, where he marched in the ticker tape parade. He was called back up to active duty during the Korean War and was stationed at Fort Sam Houston in San Antonio, Texas, as a pharmacist on base. In 2013, he was invited to attend the honor flight in recognition of his service to his country, and he and his daughter Ellen traveled to Washington, D.C. for his celebration. He was also presented with a Quilts of Valor by the local chapter. Upon returning home to Center Ridge after World War II, he was accepted into pharmacy school at the College of the Ozarks in Clarksville, graduating in 1950 with his pharmacy degree. He played on the college baseball team as a catcher and played on semi-pro teams during the summers. After graduating, he worked as a pharmacist in Little Rock, Conway, and Perryville before opening DeSalvo Pharmacy in Moralton, which he owned for 32 years before retiring. He and his late wife, Cecilia, had nine daughters and raised their family in Moralton, where they were faithful and active members of Sacred Heart Catholic Church until moving back to Center Ridge. He served on the Sacred Heart Parish Council and the Sacred Heart School Board. He was a fourth-degree Knights of Columbus member and held the offices of Grand Knight and Financial Secretary. After returning to Center Ridge, they were active members of their childhood parish, St. Joseph Catholic Church, where he served on the Parish Council and Finance Committee. He was a well-known face at the annual Spaghetti Dinners, where he sold dinner tickets for many years. He survived by his daughters and sons-in-law, Jane and Howard Yates, Ellen Johnston, Terry and Ricky George, Laura and Edward Moore, Celeste and Ray Bailey, Natalie and Gary Beck, and Joel and Todd Lauder, 21 grandchildren, 28 great-grandchildren, and three great-great-grandchildren. He is also survived by two sisters, two sisters-in-law, a brother-in-law, and a host of nieces and nephews and friends. In lieu of flowers, memorials may be made to the Sacred Heart School Endowment in Moralton, to St. Joseph Church in Center Ridge, to St. Joseph's School Endowment, Anthony Joseph Bachelor Current Needs Fund in Conway, or to the AJBFoundation.org, a nonprofit foundation established in memory of Joseph Bachelor's grandson, whose dream it was to start a business and donate profits to Alzheimer's research in memory of his nana. The rosary will be Wednesday, 6 p.m., at Harris Funeral Home, with visitation immediately following. Massive Christian burial for Richard V. DeSalvo will be held Thursday, August 31st, at 10 a.m. at St. Joseph Catholic Church in Center Ridge, 
with Father Jack Harris presiding. Burial will be at St. Joseph's Cemetery. Arrangements are by Harris Funeral Home of Moralton. Thomas Russell Spriggs, age 90, of Perryville, died on Wednesday, August 23rd. He is survived by his sons, Thomas Richard Spriggs of Nevada and Gordon Michael Spriggs and wife Donna of California, and two grandchildren. Graveside service for Thomas Russell Spriggs will be Wednesday, August 30th, 10 a.m. at Nimrod Cemetery with Brother John Chapman officiating. Arrangements are by Harris Funeral Home of Moralton. Miranda Watkins, age 46, of Jerusalem, died on Thursday, August 24th. She is survived by her parents, Simon and Robin Rogers, her husband, Casey Watkins, daughters, Sierra Buxick and Katie Watkins, her son, Montana Watkins, two brothers, one sister, two grandchildren, two nephews, and a niece. The family will have a memorial service at a later date with arrangements by Niels Rosewood Funerals and Cremations of Moralton. 736, fair and 63 at the KVOM studios. Today's high 91 with sunshine. KVOM's Morning News Watch continues in a moment. Welcome home to hometown banking, Patty Jean State Bank. Loans done quickly and with personal service. That's what we offer at Petty Jean State Bank. Hi, I'm Susan Gunderman, Executive Vice President at Petty Jean State Bank. We are Conway County's only locally owned community bank with four hometown lenders here to serve your needs. We will meet with you in person and help you find a personalized loan that will meet your budget. Come see us for consumer and commercial lending with a hometown touch. We promise you'll feel welcomed, comfortable, and appreciated. Right in town and always in touch. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. You're listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch at 737, Fair and 63 at the KVOM studios. A burn ban is now in effect for Perry County. Noting that conditions across the county are high for fire risk, County Judge Larry Blackman issued the burn ban on Monday. It will remain in effect until further notice. The number of counties under a burn ban continues to increase in Arkansas. More than a third of the state's 75 counties have a burn ban in place as of Monday afternoon. That list also includes Faulkner County. The wildfire danger in Arkansas is determined by the Arkansas Forestry Division has been increasing recently. The majority of the state is now under a moderate risk for wildfires. The remainder of the state, which includes a few counties in north central and northeast Arkansas, has a low wildfire danger. The Conway County Quorum Court met for its regular monthly meeting Monday and approved an ordinance that establishes a new fund on the books of the county treasurer to properly account for drug control revenues received and expenditures made. Justices of the peace also approved an ordinance to establish a sheriff's drug enforcement fund. An amendment to the county's 2023 operating budget was also approved to transfer funds to the new Drug Control Fund and to account for building repairs at the courthouse and jail, as well as the receipt of funds from the sale of old equipment by the Center Ridge Fire District. JP's also heard a report from Wes McKinney, the newly elected chairman of the Administrative Fire Board. McKinney told JP's about the board's objectives for growth and progress. To go from the past to where we are now is is big, and that's where we're focusing. We know the problems, we know what y'all deal with, and we're addressing them. Our big thing is unity, and that's what I brought in, and the board has backed me 100%, but unity across all departments, and realize that we work for one, one person. That's the people of the county, and so that's where we're striving to go. McKinney mentioned the Conway County Fire Department and its members received several awards for outstanding service at the recent Arkansas EMT Association Conference, 
including the Arkansas Volunteer Fire Responders Service of the Year Award. McKinney mentioned one of the main reasons Conway County received that award is due to its implementation of a Lucas device, a mechanical chest compression device that helps emergency responders save the lives of individuals who experience a sudden cardiac arrest. He thanked JPs for allocating funds to purchase that life-saving piece of equipment and presented County Judge Jimmy Hart with a plaque to display in the courthouse in recognition of the fire department's award. The Moralton Area Chamber of Commerce has announced Amanda Jones is being promoted to the organization's Director of Events and Membership Services position, effective September 1st. An employee of the Chamber of Commerce since January of 2022, Jones currently serves as the Chamber's Administrative Assistant and Receptionist. A native of Moralton and Conway County, Amanda is married to Jeremy Jones, and the couple has two children, and they live in the St. Elizabeth community. She also serves as captain with the Pettyjean Mountain Volunteer Fire Department and is a board member of the 100 Proof Program. The Moralton Area Chamber of Commerce was chartered in 1915 and has played an instrumental role in the growth and development of Moralton and Conway County over the decades. For more information on the Chamber and benefits of being a member, call 501-354-2393 or visit moralton.com. In response to the imminent threat posed by Hurricane Adalia, MedTech EMS paramedic Preston Freeman and EMT Michael White have been deployed to the Gulf Coast at the request of Pafford Medical Services Special Response Task Force. Forecasts indicate that Adalia's powerful impact will be felt in portions of Florida as early as today, with its intensity escalating as it makes landfall Wednesday along the state's Gulf Coast. With a potentially life-threatening storm surge reaching up to 11 feet and hurricane-force winds exceeding 100 miles per hour at the point of landfall, the situation is dire. Preston and Michael will work closely with the Pafford Medical Services Special Response Task Force and other agencies to assist in the evacuation of hospitals, nursing homes, and other vulnerable locations within the storm's path. As Adalia makes landfall, their roles will pivot to emergency disaster response, providing crucial aid to those affected. Well, Labor Day is always one of the busiest travel times of the year and one of the busiest weekends at Arkansas State Parks. A lot of special activities are planned at Pettyjean to draw people to the park and to the mountain this weekend. Donnie Crane, president of the Moralton Area Chamber of Commerce, says it'll be a great opportunity to showcase what the Moralton area has to offer. Pettyjean will be a very busy place. They've got all kinds of special events and activities up there this weekend with the state park. Plus, we know a lot of people will be on the highway, so Interstate 40 will have more travelers than normal. And so there'll be a lot of folks in town stopping in and you know, eating and shopping and doing all of those things. So uh, anyway, we're excited to have all those visitors coming into the community and hope everyone you know puts out that uh, southern hospitality that we're known for here in Conway County so everyone has a great time and really enjoys this last part of the summer. Pettyjean State Park has a number of special activities and interpretive programs such as guided hikes and kayak tours set for Labor Day weekend and the Museum of Automobiles will welcome guests for its 21st annual Econoline Car Show on Sunday. 742 let's check markets with Kirsten Craddy of Edward Jones in downtown Moralton. On Wall Street, the market is wrapping up the summer on a much firmer footing than last year, helped by following inflation, resilient economic growth, improving earnings, and lower volatility. The Fed's message is gradually evolving in a more favorable way for both equities and bonds, but some uncertainty remains around what will be needed to fight the last mile of inflation. Historically, volatility tends to rise in September and October. 
But equities tend to rebound strongly in the following months, suggesting that patience and investment discipline will likely be the key in the months ahead. We recommend investors dollar cost average to take advantage of a potential uptick in volatility and focus on opportunities in parts of the equity market that trade at lower valuations. Within fixed income, we see an opportunity to position for potentially lower yields next year by contemplating CDs and other cash-like investments with long-term bonds. The Dow closed at 34,559 and was up 213 points. NASDAQ closed at 13,705 and was up 114 points. Volume was heavy as 3.6 billion shares traded hands on the big board. AT&T was up $0.10 cents at $14.21. Bank of America was up $0.26 cents at $28.76. Deere & Company was up $4.48 at $394.69. Entergy Corporation was up $0.48 cents at $95.28. Under Armour was up $0.28 cents at $6.79. Simmons Bank was up $0.16 cents at $17.58. Regions Financial was up $0.23 cents at $18.77. Southwestern Energy was up $0.11 cents at $6.58. Tyson's Food was up $0.28 cents at $54.29. Walmart was up $0.90 cents at $158.72. LiveRamp was up $0.73 cents at $32.09. Interpublic Group was up $0.21 cents at $32.54. Nixter Energy was up $0.06 cents at $68.02. Natural Gas was up $0.03 cents at $2.57. Precious metals were higher today with gold being up $7.70 at $1,947.60 and silver being up $0.03 cents at $24.26. I'm Kirsten Craddy with Edward Jones, Doug Cahill's office, downtown Moralton. On our community calendar, DAV Chapter 13 in Moralton will distribute free food boxes to veterans on a first-come, first-served basis this Thursday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the DAV Service Office parking lot, 206 Maple Street in Moralton. Well, there are a number of meetings coming up where you can learn about opportunities and make plans for the April 8, 2024 solar eclipse. The Promotion and Events Committee will be meeting this Thursday at noon at the Conway County Farm Bureau. The complete meeting schedule can be found online at arkeclipse.com. The fifth Thursday night gospel singing at Mountain View Baptist Church atop Wolverton Mountain will be held this Thursday at 7. A potluck meal will be served after the singing, and all are welcome. Well, we hope by now you've taken time to download the all-new EAB Media app. That replaces the KVOM app, and it actually will give you access to all of EA Media's radio stations, their newspaper, and other facilities across the state. It's your favorite EAB radio station, high school sports audio, video streams, podcasts, all in one place, the new EAB Media app. It's also one of the places where you can listen to the podcast of this Newswatch. It's published each weekday and brought to you by Petty Jean State Bank. Now 747, a few clouds and 63 at the KVOM studios. Coming up on Close Up, we'll visit with Conway County Judge Jimmy Hart. Eric Tyler's up next with sports and weather as KVOM's Morning News Watch continues.
Are you ready to make some home improvements? Is it time to buy your child's first vehicle? Hi, I'm Teresa Brown, Assistant Vice President at Petty Jean State Bank in Moralton. Let us help you get a loan to fit your needs. We'll meet with you face-to-face and personalize your loan to fit your budget. Best of all, you'll work with a local decision maker who will help you with the whole process. Because when you come to Petty Jean State Bank for a loan, you'll feel welcomed, comfortable, and appreciated. Welcome home to hometown banking. Daddy Jean State Bank. Right in town and always in touch. NMLS number 1590686. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Hey, Holmes Newswire Sports. I'm Eric Tyler. Marlton High School volleyball team is set to return to the court tonight to play a non-conference match against Russellville. The action from Devil Dog Arena starts with a university match at 4.30 p.m. and will be followed by the varsity match. Marlton High School tennis team is in action today with a climax against Clinton and Stuttgart at Fairfield Bay starting at 3 p.m. Seghart's tennis team also plays today. They'll take on Shirley and Viola in a climax at Fairfield Bay starting at 3.30. Week 0 results brought a little bit of change to the Class 5A rankings in this week's Arkansas Sports Media High School football poll. Little Rock Parkview and Shiloh Christian are still ranked number 1 and 2 respectively, but Mills jumped from number 5 to number 3. Farmington moves up to number four, and Pine Bluff drops from number three to number five. Joe T. Robinson also drops out of the top five and checks in at number six this week. In the Class 2A rankings, Bigelow received 14 votes to rank seventh in the state. Top five in Class 2A is unchanged from last week. Hazen is number one, followed by East Poinsett County, Mineral Springs, Mount Ida, and Carlisle. The Arkansas Razorbacks on Monday announced a change in the start time for the football team's season opener on Saturday. Team's game against Western Carolina at War Memorial Stadium in Little Rock was moved from 3 p.m. to a noon kickoff due to the forecast for high temperatures and humidity that afternoon. The Razorbacks released their depth chart for the game against the Catamounts on Monday, and Marlton's Jacoby Criswell is listed as the second-string quarterback behind starter K.J. Jefferson. Adam Wainwright picked surprisingly well, but the Cardinals still can't hit, and St. Louis lost to San Diego 4-1. On Monday at Bush Stadium, that series continues tonight at 6.45. Pre-game coverage starts at 5.50 on 99.3 FM, the Eagle. The Arkansas Travelers are on the road this week. They start a six-game series in Tulsa tonight. And look at weather on this Monday. We've got humidity at 100% with calm winds. Barometric pressure 29.96 inches. Low temperature this morning, 62 degrees. High yesterday, 92. A year ago today, the low was 73. The high was 95. No rain the last 24 hours at KVOM. Total for the year, 40.7 inches. Sunset this evening, 743. Sunrise tomorrow morning at 642. And forecast calling for sunny skies today. Afternoon high around 91 degrees. Mostly clear tonight with low around 65 Sunny and 90 for the high on Wednesday. We'll be upper 80s to low 90s for highs on through the rest of this week, really through uh, the weekend, and then warming up a little bit perhaps next week. But no mention of rain in the extended outlook. It's been a while since we've had some rainfall here uh, for most parts of Marlton. Some areas have received a little bit here and there, but it's been a while since we've had any measurable rainfall. Right now, we've got 63 degrees in Marlton, and News Watch on this Monday morning continues in just a moment. 
When you need to borrow money to invest in your business, you deserve to get your loan done quickly and with personal service. Hi, I'm Kyle Halbrook, Vice President with Petty Jean State Bank. Personal service is our priority. When you call us for your commercial lending needs, a local banker will answer the phone and we will know your name. We will work with you to tailor a loan to fit your budget. When you come to Petty Jean State Bank for a loan, you will feel welcomed, comfortable, and appreciated. Welcome home to hometown banking. Patty Jean State Bank. Right in town and always in touch. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Roking 755 now in KVOM. We're joined on the phone this morning by our close-up guest. It's Conway County Judge Jimmy Hart. And how are you this morning, Judge? I am doing much better this morning. As they say, I walked out and it felt like a new day. It's cool and the sun shining. It's pretty nice for a change. Yes, yeah. We should hopefully enjoy this uh, little bit of a break from the heat. Uh, for this week anyway certainly uh better than what we endured a week ago certainly but <laughs> certainly yep and uh of course you guys did have quorum court meeting last night and uh i guess as far as the the business that was approved had a couple of uh, i guess establishing a new fund is just kind of a, a an accounting deal there with the the drug control fund yes we took and i actually set up uh doing some research and working with audit and we've set up a uh, established a county fund they call the county drug control fund and that's basically the receipt and i keep up the monies as far as it comes down to the, the, the drug itch situation and we set up another ordinance to establish fund to be called the sheriff's drug enforcement fund there's a little bit of difference there uh and i'm trying to you know exactly but there's two separate i guess you say uh, pockets of uh, funds and they was, those are segregated. I think one of those these, these counts can't have but $10,000 in it, and the other one is uh, has to do with seizures and things such as that. It's got another, another account that they set up that uh, that money is uh, receded and kept in a separate fund from the, what I call the... <laughs> and they both sound like the same thing, but they're two separate, two t- different things that we've set up. Okay. All right. And it's, it is, it's tracking mechanisms, what it is, and that's, you know, that's... That's not a problem. I know I tell folks this. I said sometimes we take work without it, and, uh, you know, we go along for 10 or 15 years, and everything is okay, and we do it this way, then all of a sudden there's a legislator, a law change, and we have to do things a little bit different, and that's kind of like what what we're dealing with right here, just a little bit different accounting method of what we've done before, but we're certainly happy to do that. Sure, sure. And, uh, of course, you also did hear a report from the uh, Administrative Fire Board and some of the things they're yes. uh, they're, they're doing here in, in the county. Those folks are really great folks. They're working really hard and, you know, present, past, present, and former we were to where we are today. Uh, you know, we deal with, uh, we got, and I tell folks this, I've, I've been around a good while, but uh, we've probably got one of the best funded fire departments in the state of Arkansas, and really proud of that and those folks they put their they put their thinking cap on and they make they do smart things and they work together as a team and i think the team approach has been has been i'm, I'm going to say this pushed a lot harder here lately and it's uh, you know things change and we have to change with them and sometimes you know we may have to we, we're going to disagree on some things but in the end run of this thing we're all going to agree we're going to disagree and that's okay and we're going to move further i was really proud they went to their conference and uh, they presented us last night with it's a 2023 Arkansas Volunteer First Responder Service of the Year, Conway County Volunteer Fire Department. That's a that's a great uh, that's a great asset and a great uh, for those folks. Uh, you know, we took and I know through last year or two that that money that was really dealt with a 
machines, they're a life-saving device. Uh, some ARP money to help fund that quorum court did. And, uh, you know, as I said, and I'll say it again, if, if those things save one, then it was worth it. Spent about $160,000, $70,000, but uh, money well spent and uh, protect the citizens of Conway County. Absolutely. And you'd also touched on, uh, I guess, some severance tax. It's still battling with that, and it's really kind of impacting county's revenue here this year, hasn't it? Certainly impacted our county road budget pretty severely. Uh, you know, trying to figure out what's going on with that uh, from high to low. It's, it's, it's like a roller coaster. And, you know, when you start trying to take and do budgets and plan for, you know, future revenues off of that, and you, you plan for over a million dollars. And like I said, we're in month number, finished, you know, finishing month, month, month number eight, and we're at about $300,000. I hope everyone can kind of understand the dilemma. And the, and the question is, you know, what's what's happened, what's going on, and hopefully we're going to figure that out because our revenue from severance tax, as I said, last in 2022, and the price has collapsed. I mean, I'm not saying it hadn't, but it's not collapsed. It doesn't seem like as much as what the, the monies we're receiving now are about 3.5%. This is hard to fathom of what we were receiving uh, last year, and that's pretty pretty concerning. Yep, I would imagine so. And uh, so certainly that hopefully that will get uh, get resolved. I know Representative yes. Rick Beck working on that. Uh, I'm very hopeful well. it gets resolved much sooner than later. Sure. Uh, see, you also um, had a couple weeks ago had the intergovernmental council meeting and yes. actually set the dates for the county cleanup. So when is that? And I failed to mention that last night. I'm going to apologize, but it is, it's going to be just like it's always been. It's the second uh, week in October. Uh, I don't have a calendar in front of me, but uh, we'll be putting it out and put some press releases out. Get on our web page and you look that up. It'll all be on there. But, uh, you know, always what I enjoy about that over the years, the cities, the county, we all come together and hold hands. And, you know, here I go again, work with our fire departments. Those those folks out in the county are great assets because if it were not for our fire departments working with us for our staging areas, uh, it would not be near as successful as it is, but it's a three-day and I always say this, it's not a six-day cleanup. It's a three-day call-in for elderly, handicapped, disabled. We have it for three solid days on a Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, you know, it's fast and furious, but uh, we get a lot of calls about that, and it's something that we, we continue to continue to do. This one coming up will actually be pickup number 46, if my recollection's right. Well, been doing it a while. We've had it for a long time. We picked up a whole lot of, whole lot of unwanted crash. Yeah, it certainly has helped clean up the uh, the county for sure. And we're proud of that. Yep, absolutely. And uh, lastly, Greg, I guess uh, at this time, uh, no burn ban in effect for Conway County at this time. Is that right? Uh, stay tuned. No burn ban in effect right now, but I'm gonna be making a few phone calls today. I got a call from my counterpart in Perry County. Said he was gonna put it. I think he put it on yesterday. But yep. uh, you know extremely dry i'm glad the heat's let up but it's uh it's we're heading to a point where if we don't get some measurable precipitation uh, pretty quick we're going you're going to probably see us the, the conway county lit up in the burn ban area too yep i did i thought it was probably uh probably coming pretty soon because we do have neighboring counties have done it as well so. i always uh, talk to our forestry folks and get get their counsel on this because those guys are you know west mckinney there and, and uh, uh Mr. Miller, they're very good at what they do, and uh, I take a lot of, uh, I put a lot of stock in, in their in their level of judgment. It's time to put one on, or let's wait a little while. So 
that phone call is probably going to happen today. Okay. We'll be uh, keeping our ears open for a uh, potential announcement on that. Judge, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you, Eric. All right. Again, Tomah County Judge. Jimmy Hart with us, 802 now on KVOM. You've been listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition.